I'm Banning Air, and you're listening to Season 7 of the Afropop Close-Up Podcast, where we go beyond the music into politics, religion, history, and culture. In this episode, we meet three artists from Mauritius, participating in a unique project of musical and environmental activism called Small Island Big Song. The project brings together artists from Pacific and Indian Ocean Islands, collaborating in recordings, videos, and live performances, all aimed at raising awareness about the global threats climate change poses, not only to these islands, but to the planet. You can read more about Small Island Big Sound on Afropop.org, but in this podcast, I took advantage of the chance to meet and learn from traditional musicians from Mauritius, an island deep in the Indian Ocean to the east of Madagascar, starting with a young singer named Emmeline. My name is Emmeline. I am a musician, songwriter from Mauritius. Since I'm a kid, I always like to be dancing and music. When I was seven, I started to do uh, contemporary dance, but we adapted also the Mauritian culture. I started doing music around 17, jamming around with my friends and playing in the hotel. And then when I got 19, I got this revelation about traditional music from Mauritius. Emmeline's revelation came compliments of a neighbor who happens to be one of Mauritius's most internationally celebrated musicians, Menoir. Every time that I was going to take the bus, I was always passing next to his house and he was rehearsing in his garage. And, you know, what is happening now with all the mainstream music in the island, people are very influenced by pop music, so they kind of let go of the traditional music. But not Menoir. He was making a new fusion of local tradition and pop, and it immediately struck a chord with Emmeline. She felt like the music was calling her, especially the sound of the local frame drum, the Ravan. I got this revelation and I started playing the Ravan. And finally, I found the courage to write my own song in my own native language, which is Creole, and also with the sound of the Ravan. Then I met an instrument maker doing trash to music, taking trash and doing musical instrument. So all of us kind of start now to create this community. That instrument maker is Khan, also a member of the Small Island Big Song Touring Band. My name is Khan. I define myself like an artivist, I'm both an activist and an artist. I'm mostly known for my project Trust Free Music, where I make recycled instruments from material which was dumped or thrown. And you know, I, I, at some point I thought I was becoming a little bit crazy because I pick up so many stuff. My place is full of things. Like I drive a van, I pick up stuff. I see trash on the road. It's like I'm looking at a beautiful woman. I'm staring at trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out that Khan had his own journey into the island's traditional music. Me, I started uh, in electronic music. I was 13 years old and until I was 25, I was really deep into it and really contributed to the electronic music scene in, in, in Mauritius. And at some point, I started to get 
connected with uh, the local music because before uh, I used to hear Sega on the radio. Uh, for me, it was really cheesy, like with uh, all these Western instruments, the keyboards, the drum kits. And then when I discovered like this pristine version, like this roots version with the Ravan, the Maravan, all these instruments, I said, wow, our music is so beautiful. And this is what got me all excited to learn how to play, how to make those instruments. More on those traditional instruments in a moment, but it's important to know that the signature local genre of music in Mauritius is Sega. Sega music, the traditional music, it has its roots also in Madagascar because Madagascar has the Salegi. Afropop fans are likely familiar with Malagasy Salegi, that wonderful dance genre from the island's north and championed by artists like the great band leader Jojobi. But here a little history is in order. Arab sailors knew the island of Mauritius from long back, but it remained uninhabited until the Portuguese installed themselves there in 1598. About 100 years later, they abandoned it, and the French occupied the island, later the British. So all the country's culture was either imported or created in recent centuries, including Sega. Sega is traditional music and a traditional dance. As far as I know, Sega is the heritage that we got from the slavery time, you know, because the history of Mauritius, there was nobody, there was just the birds, just the dodo bird and virgin forest that was so diverse. It was just on the way to India, you know. Then with slavery, the colonizers, they take people on the coast of Africa and also a lot from Madagascar because it was just close. So bring all these people from different tribes, actually, you know. If you look at the people in Mauritius, they look very different. So then having all these different African and Malagasy people together, working all day in the field, disconnected from their land, disconnected from their identity, they had to create this. And I think also, they brought culture through the music, through the drumming, the ravan, you know. This is the instrument that started the Sega, it's the rhythm. This is what you can in the history books, but so much history that we don't know. That's for sure. But Emmeline has seen evidence of this history in her own travels. I traveled a little bit, I saw the people in Africa and I see the people back home, like sometimes I see, hey, you really look like one of my friends back home, you know. I went to Egypt and they told me that, you know, I look Sudanese, kind of, you know, because of the forehead. So it's really interesting because in Mauritius you have so many different people. Sega was an expression of Mauritius's emerging hybrid identity. Emmeline says it was literally how people survived the repression of slave-based colonial life. A lot of Sega, sometimes the melody is something very old, but people always readapt it with their lyrics. Emmeline, Khan, and Coco, the third Mauritius artist on the Small Island Big Song Tour, gave me an example of a traditional Sega love song. Papu, la me, du, du, 
UNESCO has recognized Sega as a world heritage music. But Emmeline says these days it's mostly played by electric bands using Western instruments. That's the sound Khan first heard that made him dismiss the music. Something like this. That's from a current Sega playlist on YouTube. Not bad by my standards. Kind of fun, actually. But for Khan, an instrument builder himself, the real magic of Sega has to do with those local instruments, the Bravan and the Maravan. I think the instruments say a lot about the country. They said at first the people were hitting wood. They could only find wood, they were hitting on it, they called it tam-tam. And then they did the first drums with manta ray skin. It was very itchy, they had to wear an handkerchief. And then Indian laborers came also from Asia, and uh, Chinese people also fling Mao, and they brought their animals, so now they got gold, they can use goat skin to put on the drums. So that's how it evolved. The Ravan has a mystical side, and that has to do with the rhythms played on it. It feels like the emphasis is on the second thing, so it's like the downbeat comes, so it's like katanka, katanka, katanka. The downbeat is happening, and then the accent comes on the second. Is, am I crazy, or is that a real thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes we like to put the accent on the upbeat. We need to a swing. This is when you can get in a trance state with the music. Before, in the Raban, there was only free sound that they were playing. This was the traditional way they used to play, just with this free sound. And now, Menmo found another technique and developed six different sounds. There's all these sounds that you can play with, but you count it in six. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five. pointed out that you don't actually need a drum to keep the basic Sega beat. You can use your body. It's one clap and two hits on the chest. One, two, three, one, two, three, one. Emmeline has also looked into the music of other Indian Ocean islands, like Chagos and Rodriguez and the French-ruled Ile de la Réunion. Each has its own story and its own twist on the music. She gave us an example from Rodriguez. In Rodrigue, they play Sega Tambo. It's really fast, it counts in. I will try to play, I don't play like a Rodrigue person. Okay, you can give me a little but, taste of it. But yeah. it goes like. Oh, 
most of the sega it starts first the person singing and telling a story and then the chorus part is more like chanting and this way everybody starts answering to what he was saying and then the fire gets high you know it everybody play faster the other instrument key in Sega is the Maravan. Now, the words get confusing here. In Madagascar, a Maravan is a box of zither, a string instrument. But here, it's a percussion instrument. It's a set of small tubes tied together, almost like a big set of panpipes, but with over a hundred in two layers. Let's talk a little bit about the Maravan. These are reeds, right? Actually, sugarcane stem, which we cut. And inside of this frame, there is uh, some seeds called kana. So you can have the sound of of the waves, but you can also play rhythms. That's Emmeline demonstrating rhythmic possibilities on the Maravon. I asked her whether there are other young artists committed to preserving Sega tradition in Mauritius. There is little, little mushroom. Mushrooms, hmm. There is, however, a more recent hybrid sound that does enjoy some real popularity. That's the combination of Sega and reggae called Sege. It's the style that Kokal normally plays back home, and it was popularized back in the 1990s by a man known as the Indian Ocean Bob Marley, Kaya. <laughs> Kaya was a man ahead of his time, singing about shady politicians and notably threats to the island's fragile environment. That's the message of Kaya. He was talking about that 20 years ago, and this is what is happening now today. Kaya paid a price, too. He was arrested on a marijuana charge and died under dubious circumstances in a jail in 1999. The Mauritius artists and Small Island Big Song very much see themselves as carrying on in his tradition. Khan sees his work as an instrument builder as conveying a message to youth, both about the environment and also about musical tradition. Even our local instrument, like I make gravan with bicycle wheels and the maravan, I use like cassettes and some seeds and the triangle, some scrap metal. This is also my way to inspire the kids in my country to open different doors, to explore different arts. Because we talk a lot about tradition, but at some point tradition wasn't tradition, it was something new. In fact, our culture in our country was created. It's all this mix of from Africa, from India, from Asia, and the white colonizers. All this mixed together created this culture we have. So we still can create our culture. The Small Island Big Song Project has a goal beyond supporting these living traditions. The Earth's changing climate poses an obvious threat to islands, and the project's 2022 album, Our Island, sends the message that the Earth itself is an island, the only one we've got, as the tagline goes. 
So combining propulsive Sega rhythms with sounds from all across the Indian and Pacific Ocean islands, these songs focus squarely on global environmental challenges. When it comes to popular Sega musicians in Mauritius, Emmeline says it's a different story. It's not really cool to do that, you know. This is the reality that is happening now in Mauritius with pop music and all this influence and, you know, you have to make lyrics that is cool and that is, you know, dance. And So I wouldn't say that a lot of artists are doing that. Maybe they do it for one song, but I think the importance is to sing it and kind of live it yourself. But I don't think everybody thinks I'm cool also <laughs> because I'm doing that. Well, we think you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> we close with a Sega-based song Emmeline composed for Small Island Big Song. It's called L'Histoire Zanset. And in the song, Emmeline and singer Putad from Taiwan imagine what their ancestors experienced back in the time of slavery and colonialism. Then, Selena Lim from the Marshall Islands brings things to the present, raising the specter of islands literally drowning in the rising seas. Thanks to Bao Bao Chen and Tim Cole and all the folks at Small Island Big Song for their help with this podcast. Afropop close-ups are made possible by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts. But to keep this series going, we need your support. Visit afropop.org and make a donation. Every dollar counts. For Afropop Worldwide, I'm Banning Air. 